Hi, voice teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. On today's podcast, podcast number 29, my very special guest is Mr. John Henny. Now, John is a world-renowned vocal coach from Los Angeles. He has over 25 years of teaching experience, and today he is sharing his expertise, experience, and really straight-ahead strategies for teaching voice lessons online. We're talking about Skype and FaceTime lessons. He's also going to tell us about his new online certification course, The New Science of Singing. I am so excited that John could join me on the Full Voice Podcast. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hi, voice teachers. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. My very special guest today is John Henney. And uh, John is a very in-demand vocal coach from Los Angeles. He works with everyone, beginners, professionals, and celebrities. Now, he is the host of the Intelligent Vocalist podcast. Now, that's his podcast, and he dives into voice science, singing techniques, and performance skills. It's a great podcast. I've actually referred many of my adult students to check it out. He brings up some great topics. I love the tagline from his podcast, which is to empower every singer and professional speaker with the knowledge to use their voice in the healthiest way possible. I love that. Now, today, John is sharing his experience with long-distance teaching. We're talking about Skype lessons, online lessons, and I wanted to reach out to John because John's been doing online teaching well, since before there was online teaching. So he has uh, years of experience doing this. And uh, John also creates really great online courses for singers and for music teachers. His new course, The Science of Singing, The New Science of Singing, is a certification course that he's offering. and He's going to tell us all about it. So I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Henney for inviting me i am so excited i have to tell you um i was a little nervous sending the email i was like really i I wonder if he'll get back to me (laughs) (laughs) no i'm 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 very flattered and and thankful that you invited me it's very Uh, nice well i have i have a lot of questions for you but i just want to kind of give you a just a well i'm gonna i'm gonna crush on you for a second if that's okay (laughs) sure (laughs) okay so um uh, I think I was I was on Facebook one day. Maybe a student canceled, and uh, I was I saw one of your Facebook Live videos, and it was just when Facebook had started doing that. Yeah. And I was I was interested in doing that for my own business and everything. So I was really interested. So I watched your video. I think you were in your car. I think you might have been stuck in traffic somewhere. Oh, I. You know what I. I hope not, because I'm very big on like not doing those oh, okay. if I'm driving. Okay, but. well maybe you were maybe you were parked. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, I just really liked your your style. You were just talking about singing and and healthy singing, and uh, you were you were really uh, warm and personable and fun. And I I wanted I immediately kind of did some research on you, and I came across your podcast which I love by the way thank you and as a voice teacher I've actually referred quite a few of my adult students to check it out because I think you bring up some really important issues and and topics 
and uh, they really enjoy it. And it's kind of nice to have uh, like another voice saying the same things that I am sometimes. You know how they don't Good. believe you, right? Yes. And then yeah. somebody else says it and they're like, oh, yes, right. <laughs> so very um, good. Uh, so and then of course, um, I guess because I followed you, I guess so I started seeing your new course in my feed, mm -hmm. which I want to talk to you a little bit about today. Okay, great. So I think really for me, um, I think you have your entrepreneurial game going on, and I love that. I find it really inspiring. So the one I actually I have a bunch of questions for you sure. um, about. Uh, Skype and FaceTime lessons because you've been doing that for a while. Yes. Okay. So um, now, can I ask how long you've been doing those lessons for? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know. How long has Skype been around? Actually, right. I used to have a, a very expensive conference phone oh. where, because way back in the old school, when you when you spoke on a conference phone. Yeah, it it would cut people off when you talked. Right. It, it wouldn't allow voice going both ways, and so I got this this fancy one. I think it was fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my gosh! And it allowed people you could have sound going both ways, and I had that sitting on my piano, so I was doing that. Oh man, um, what year is this? Like at <laughs> least like like nearly uh, twenty years ago. Wow. Okay. And, and then, then when, and once I heard about Skype, I jumped on that. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're working with people around the world then? Yes. Yeah. And, and a, a big part of the reason was I've, I've done a lot of teacher training. Yes. Um, so I was involved in an organization, kind of an international organization. I was one of the people who, who trained um, teachers how to teach vocal technique. Okay. Can you just kind of go through the, the pros and cons for Skype, FaceTime lessons? Sure. What do you yeah, like I about mean, them? What do you hate about them? Well, uh, the, the, the first thing, the obvious like about it is it, it opens you up to people beyond your immediate geographical area. Right. So that you can work with people um, all over the world and, and you get to meet some very interesting people. Obviously, um, some of the drawbacks are uh, Skype issues themselves. Sometimes Skype's a little buggy. Um, I know a lot of people are, are liking a thing called uh, Zoom, mm. X-O-O-M. Mm -hmm. um, FaceTime seems to work better. It's newer technology. Right. But um, even if you have a really good Skype connection, you, you have to change up the way that you're teaching. Right. Um, because there's there's latency uh, issues. So if you're playing along with the student, let's say, during your your vocal warm ups and things, it can get a little confusing. So it it doesn't work as well for, let's say, a very raw beginner who is really having problems hearing and matching pitch. Right. Um, usually it's a, a student who's, who's slightly more advanced or has a better ear and you know, you have to make the adjustments of you, you play them the scale, then give them the starting note and then you need to listen. But I'll tell you, you can get, you can, once you start doing it, you can get pretty good at hearing what's going on over Skype. Um, and you can, you, I, I tell people it's about 95 Percent, the, okay. the same as a as an in person lesson, and then they need to have the tracks on their side. Right. Um, you, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, there's there's people who really, you know, I believe voice teaching has gotten better in recent years. Oh, big time. But you know, 20 years ago, it was people people had a hard time uh, finding good voice teachers in in their areas, depending yeah. on where they live. 
What do you prefer? Do you prefer to have somebody like right in front of you or are you really enjoying the, the Skype? Uh, you know, if I would rather have somebody right in front of me, mm-hmm. um, but I'll tell you, I, I used to study with a, a very famous voice teacher here in LA mm-hmm. and when he was in his studio, he could get distracted because there's always so much going on and, and you know, and a celebrity's arriving and there's this or that. But when he, but when he was on Skype, he would like totally focus. It was almost like, um, you're talking to someone in, and, uh, back in the day, the phone would ring before we all had message machines and, and you'd, <laughs> you'd answer your phone. Right. So, so even though he was like a 15 minute drive away, I started taking all my lessons on Skype. Ah, oh, cause you had his full attention. Exactly. That's something I had never thought about. You're right. We do get distracted when we're. We do. Yeah. And, and I find that we tend to, um, you know, as voice teachers and we try and be very aware of it, but sometimes we get those chit chatty students <laughs> yes. and we allow them to chit chat a little more than we should. And I find that there's far less chit chat on Skype. There's something about being drawn into this uh, machine that makes people feel like it's more formal and that we're working. A lot of teachers now, especially, you know, in the in the northern states and obviously up here in Canada, we get snow days and yes. people can't get to us. So there's more yep. and more teachers that are looking to this technology just to kind of keep the lessons going. Oh, absolutely. When people can't get to you. So, yeah. If you've been, by the way, I think it's in the, it's, it's about 60 degrees right now. Oh, gosh. I which has you. everybody bundled up. Yeah, I know. Actually, it was it was rather cold the other day, and I walked out in a t-shirt just to go. What does cold feel like? Oh no, okay, t-shirt. <laughs> no, no, we have frostbite warnings down here. Oh my gosh, it's, up here. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, well, we we pay for it with traffic and earthquakes. Oh dear. But, okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> I I will take cold over those two things any day. Yes. Yes. Um, now, what is your, if you don't mind sharing, what is your basic setup for for Skype, like? Um, oh, I, I did want to say, uh, because you'd made a really good point about the snow days. Mm. If, if you've already been working with a student, yeah, Skype is, I feel Skype is very effective Yeah, because you know, the voice, you know, the student, they know what you're working on. They know your exercises. Mm. So to me, it's a very, um, different animal at that point. So if, um, if the snow day, I think Skype is the perfect solution, uh, well, for myself, I work with a lot of younger students, but for my teenage students, it works really well. Yeah, yeah. Young, young, maybe not so well. Well, you got to get mom and dad involved in that. It's always yes. a hassle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your what is your basic setup? How, how do you run the show there at, at uh, the John Henney Voice Studio? Uh, for Skype, it's actually the main thing is just having a really good um, internet connection. Right, right. You know, so you, you want to make sure that you you're, you're paying for really fast upload and download. Mm -hmm. And then I have, uh, either my MacBook or, Mm -hmm. or have an iMac sitting, uh, next to my piano. Um, you'll put in earbuds just to, um, you know, control any feedback issues. Right. That's basically it. Nice. So it's pretty simple. You don't use any fancy special microphones or anything? No, not when I'm teaching over Skype. Um, I do, I do have them obviously doing the podcast and, and different mics if I'm creating product. Mm. But, you know, what I find when I'm Skyping, I'm like jumping from, from different locations. 
you know, I'll, I'll sometimes do them from home mm-hmm. um, or I'll do them. I used to have two vocal studios and, and I consolidated them into one, namely because of the traffic here was driving me nuts. Right. Yeah. But but you can get up and running really quickly. It's just for most teachers, I, I think it's a matter of just getting over the feeling of, oh, I've never done this before. Right. It's just that fear. Yeah. So do it with do it with some of your advanced students that you're very comfortable with. Mm. Say, hey, can I just give you um, this this practice lesson over nice. Skype? That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. Now, what about the student? What, what do you expect from them? Obviously, they need to uh, have some sort of device. Do you recommend anything or do you want them to use their phones? They can they can obviously use their phones now. Again, um, they just want to have a good connection. That's usually where it breaks down is if, if the connection is, is not good on one end or the other. Um, and if, if you find that you're having issues, usually turning off the video will help. What is your per- – I'm just curious. What is your percentage of in-person lessons to Skype lessons? or Which are you doing more of these days? You know, that's interesting because it, it varies um, probably about 50-50. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did it take a while to get there or has it always been you've, – you've kind of been on the leading edge since you know, the beginning. I, I got into – well, I, I kind of was in the right place at the right time, especially um, with the person I studied under who was a gentleman named Seth Riggs. Oh, yes, yes. Who, who was literally teaching like every celebrity mm-hmm. in, in Los Angeles, um, especially during the 80s and 90s. Right. And so when he began to like formalize everybody kind of teaching under him, I was there very early. Mm-hmm. And so um, and then I would go and observe him teaching. And he did a lot of teaching over the phone, um, the, the conference phone I did in the years before Skype. So I, I kind of learned how to do it by watching him. Oh, OK. Yeah. So the Skype thing happened pretty quick mm-hmm. for me. Um, now obviously there's, there's way more people doing it. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of people doing now. Do you have problems sometimes with time zones? Oh yeah. The worst is <laughs> the worst is when the U S with our daylight saving time is not on track with Europe. I don't know what I'm doing. And every time there's, Oh, I, I mess up and blow that one. Uh Oh, and, and then, um, Australia, New Zealand, I really have, I have, it confuses me. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Have you ever yeah. missed an appointment? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, especially if, if they say uh, Wednesday and they're really meaning my Tuesday. And, and right. sometimes I got to really be on top of that right. with the time zone. I know. Well, I had to check. I had to Google before I, I Skyped you. I'm like, wait a second. What time is it there and what time is it here? Is there an age group that you like to work with, a range, or do you work with all ages, all levels? I work with all ages. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy working with um, older teens, young adults, I mean, mm-hmm. that are just really starting to get into the fullness of their voice mm-hmm. and, and, and the excitement and the, the, the passion yeah. that they have. But, you know, some of my favorite things to be able to do is, you know, working musicians who've been out there gigging and kind of beating themselves up vocally is getting them back to health so they can go back out and earn a living. Nice. I would love to learn more about the new science of singing course that you've got out now. Um, 
as somebody that went to school uh, 20 years ago, this information that is now really accessible to voice teachers was not available. Like I was never right. taught. Yeah. Well, what to me, what's really been interesting in in that time period, because it's really been about the last 20 plus years that that they, they've had the technology to look at what's happening in the voice acoustically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had, they had pretty good ideas, okay, how we, how we phonate and how we control breath and all these things. But, but what about that mysterious thing? Once we've created the sound wave from our vocal cords, that interaction of the sound wave with our resonators, mm-hmm. that now they're realizing is so vital to, to vocal balance and to vocal strength mm-hmm. and all of these things that, that are prized. And when I first started looking into it, it was scientists writing for other scientists. Right. And I'm like, I can't understand this stuff. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I just kept, you know, reading everything I could and, and thinking, okay, how do I make this practical? Because I don't want to just have this egghead knowledge. <laughs> um, it has to work in my teaching and it has to help my students. And then how do I know it well enough that I can explain it to other teachers in a way that we can all understand it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the new science of singing courses is, is basically like, I, I kind of did smaller courses and then this is kind of like my big overall um, view of it. And then I also included uh, vocal exercises in there. Not that it's a learn to sing course, but the exercises tie into the, the, the science concepts so that you understand this, what you're controlling is this parameter mm-hmm. or that parameter. And then I also put a, a pretty, um, it's a little tricky. It's a little difficult. Um, if you've been paying attention to the course, you can pass it. If not, you'll have to go <laughs> back. I put a certification test at the end. I for saw teachers, that. Yeah, for teachers that want to go through it and then be able to show their students that they've, they've put in the time to learn this stuff. Mm-hmm. How can I ask how long it took you to put that course together? It, it seems quite the uh, undertaking. Um, well, you know what? I put together so many different mini versions of it. You oh, know, I my, see. My first one was like a, a webinar, mm-hmm. and that I did, and then it 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 also stemmed from a lot of lectures um, mm-hmm. that I've done. I've done a lot of um, teacher training and and traveling to different countries and and delivering lectures, and so it kind of came out of that. Okay. Um, but the actual, the, the filming of it and all that, I don't know, I guess if I was a more focused worker, it would, <laughs> it would take less time. It maybe took me uh, a few months of just um, wow. putting together the lectures and, and filming them. Wow. This is a course that's not just for voice teachers, but for anyone that wants to learn. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think singers are more like, oh, vocal science, that sounds awful. But when they... To me, the, the trick in learning to sing is just we're, we're always confused. Mm. And, you know, we don't know, like, why does it sound good one day? Why can I sing and does it sound good the next? Why can I hit this note on this word, but when I go to the next chorus on a different word, it falls apart? Mm. You know, what is, um, why am I struggling with this? Why can't I sing an eval without it flipping? But, but oh, it works beautifully, you know? And that drove me crazy. And I wasn't getting the, the answers I wanted um, to explain this in my own voice. But once you see how this, the sound wave and the, those resonators and the magic that occurs 
when the alignment is correct versus the vocal disasters that occur when they're not correct. <laughs> it, it really kind of allows you to focus in and begin to fix your own voice mm -hmm. rather than having to constantly run to your teacher. If a student is interested in learning more about their voice, how much easier as a voice teacher it would be to work with them. Like yeah. you'd, you'd be talking the same language and you'd make far greater progress. Sure. And, and to me as a teacher, you know, it really helps because, you know, we've all run into, and, and this is not to denigrate this in any way, but, you know, visualization and, and, and visualization can work well with one student, but completely confuse the other. Mm -hmm. and, but when you understand or, you know, telling a student to put it forward and it's like, okay, but where's the switch to do that? Vocal science actually gives you that mechanism to put it forward or to put it back. Right. It's it's the interaction of these the, the harmonics and and the acoustic properties called the formants. Mm -hmm. I know this is suddenly now what what are these words? They freaked me out when I first heard them. But this is what's going on. You're you're changing the formant harmonic relationship and you're getting a brighter sound. You're getting like, what is the difference between female classical singing and female belt? I wanted to bring up, you use a really interesting term. You said your course is, uh, is it technique agnostic? Was it? Oh, did I say that? Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that too, because that's the thing that voice teachers fight about ridiculously oh, yeah. is about, we all have a different philosophy and a different approach. And then we get so so at, uh, attached to it that we were not open to other other ideas or yes. other philosophies but it's so you say this course isn't about a specific technique it's just about the science yeah and, and i think what i want singers to understand and and also teachers is what is head voice because because head voice is a specific acoustic tuning mm -hmm. um in the voice the the female classical head voice and what is belt that's a different tuning you know, the male voice, the, the classical and the contemporary, the, the tunings are a bit closer together. Right. But but the female, they're, they're very different things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to really simplify it, when you're in female head voice, what you're doing is you're pulling off, if you think of it as an EQ system, you're removing the high frequencies from the voice mm. so that you're really just kind of on this fundamental of the pitch. And that's why it has that very round, warm, fluty sound. It doesn't mm -hmm. have the bite in it, mm -hmm. but because it doesn't have the high frequencies, it doesn't have a lot of energy where pop music sits. Right. We're see the, the composers know what they're doing. It's, <laughs> it, I think we teachers sometimes mess it up. So the classical composer knows to set them up, you know, on, on C five and higher. Right for the most part, the tessitura, so that, that that's where the wheels really start to get under them. And then that, that fundamental has enough vibrating energy to carry. In contemporary, it's the EQ system, you're cranking the highs back up. Mm. That's why on the lower pitches, it has bite and energy because you're hearing the, the energy focused in the, the higher harmonics. And so, and, and then there's also a difference in, in chord, um, the chord closure and all that kind of stuff. But the acoustic difference is, is really profound. And I believe once you understand that, then when you have someone who comes in and says, Hey, I've, I'm auditioning for college. You're going to make me sing this, this classical art song to get in. You can help them even though they're a contemporary singer. Do you use any computer? Like, do you use the, um, I forget what it's called. Voce Vista. Yes. Do you use that yeah. in your studio? I don't use it in my studio. Um, 
I know some that do, mm-hmm. uh, and and that that's a program uh, developed by Dr. Donald Miller, um, who was I'll never forget. Uh, I had attended a lecture of his. This is years ago when I was first digging into this, and I said to him afterwards, "Do you have a book?" And he said, "Well, yes, I can sell you a copy right here." And I took his book and I read the first paragraph, and I had to lie down and take a nap. <laughs> and yes. and then years later. He came out with another book and I said, okay, this one makes more sense. And then he admitted, well, my first book was for other scientists. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> that was the challenge of, of getting this. But Voce Vista, it, it kind of, it gives you a uh, visual feedback. So you can see what's happening um, acoustically with the voice. But really, uh, for, I believe voice teachers, our greatest resources are ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think you see, you see visually what's happening. And you you understand it, but then when you listen, right. you don't need that by you all the time. You you hear it. Yeah, when you need that self awareness, right? You need to yeah. be able to. You need to as as a singer, and not just as a voice teacher, but as a singer, you need to be able to hear those subtle changes, and be aware yes. of them. Yeah, and um, that's why I use the term a lot now. Um, I used to use the term vowel modification, mm, yeah, like and that. now now I talk more about vowel tuning. Vowel tuning, ooh. Where you're really working um, kind of both – vowels are basically primarily two separate frequencies that we hear as one unit. Right. And that gives us different vowels. And you kind of start to hear the, the two units separately and you can begin to adjust them and really um, tune them in. Wow. And so- that's really fun with advanced singers. And well, and again, I think we're we're moving away from the the generic term of vowel shaping. That, yes, I, that leaves out so much information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to me, vowel shaping gets you in the neighborhood, but vowel tuning gets you to the specific address. Yeah, I like that. I like you know, that. especially because you know, on any vowel, there's almost an infinite variety of shades. Mm. So let's say you have to you have to belt this this B four in a song, right? Um, or sing this B four. How bright do you want it? How intense do you want it? Do you want to do you want to do you want to start a little warmer and then make it brighter? I mean, all these different things, mm. and, you, and you essentially have um, the position of your larynx, your your jaw, whether how open or closed it is, mm-hmm. uh, your lips, how wide or closed they are, and your tongue, where your tongue's sitting. And those four things give you this whole palette of color and intensity. Wow. And I mean, what a toolbox, you know. right? When you have that information, yeah. that's an incredible toolbox. It's so much more problem solving for you, for you as a singer, but also for your students. I, I have found that as a voice teacher, you know, and, and look, um, I've known voice teachers who know nothing about this, who actually have incorrect ideas about how the voice works if you sat down and asked them, but their ears are just, they're just brilliant. They just, they hear the voice, they can guide the student exactly where they need to go, mm-hmm. and, and it absolutely works for them. I know, I, I, most of us, I think a lot of us are really trying to dig deeper and, and to expand our toolboxes and have all the tools accessible for our students. You know, as I, as I like to say, when you're listening to a voice as a teacher, there's always three questions. What am I hearing? Why am I hearing it? How do I adjust it? 
and to me, the what is the, the first general question? What am I hearing? Well, it's nasal. Well, it's flipping. Well, it's it's too metallic or bright. Right. The why? Why is it happening? That to me is the key. No because one ever asks what, that. Yeah. Why is this happening? That's the science. Then when you can add, then when you can say it's happening because of X, now you know better how to fix it. Well, now I'm going to use this tool from my toolbox because I know this tool um, fixes X. Okay, I have I have some just personal questions here. Not okay. like personal question personally. You know what I mean. <laughs> have you ever had a student come to you that has just stumped you? Yeah, and I think. It's usually, I mean, since I've kind of got the, the science under my belt, it, it's usually I can, I can get to the, the why, and now I'm going to contradict what I just said. But, <laughs> but I get the why, but there's the occasional student where I just can't quite crack their nervous system and their personal computer. Mm. You know, people will ask me, can everyone learn to sing? Mm. And I say, yes, I, I, unless there's physical damage, every voice is capable of singing to some degree. Right. But I don't think every human being is capable of operating mm. their voice to be a singer. It's a small percentage, but there are some people where they just don't quite have the, the perception and awareness of what's going on in their body. It's a tricky instrument. Mm -hmm. Would you... Well, I was just going to say, would you say like the psychology, like their psychology, what's going on in their head plays into that? Oh, man. well, you just reminded me of something. So I had a singer come to me, sent to me by a, a very good uh, ear, nose and throat doctor and who said there's nothing wrong with his vocal cords. And this poor guy couldn't sing. Oh. And I, I could and I'm sitting there. What's going on? And, and he finally told me a um, personal story with his singing and he started um, singing with uh, some young girl. And I don't know what happened, but it caused some crisis in his marriage. Oh, no. The aftermath was, you know, he stopped singing with this younger girl and, his, and he had his marriage. But there was some amount of pain and shame associated with singing. Oh, wow. And I, I could not get his vocal cords to basically stay together and hold a note. He'd get to a note and it would just collapse. Wow. And know, everything in my toolbox. So psychologically, he just couldn't bring himself to sing. And and I actually sent him to um, a, a psychologist. Right. So yeah, that was a good stump. I, that one stumped me. Wow. Um, well, John, uh, this has been amazing. And, and I really want to thank you for finding the time in your crazy busy schedule uh, for talking to me and sharing not only your experience with Skype, uh, but your your course now. Where can people find more information about you and your online course? Yeah, so um, my website is johnhaney.com. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to go, the courses are at products.johnhaney.com, and um, there's a there's a number of uh, different courses I have there. Um, uh, but the um, the new science of singing is is kind of the big one. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. So you could just go there and, and, and just check out the different courses okay, and see if anything great. strikes your fancy. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you so much. Now I have one last question for you, sure. which might end up being thrown onto another podcast later down the road. Cause I always ask my special guests, uh, this question. So, uh, what is your favorite go-to 
vocal exercise, vocal warm up? What do you love to do? You get a new student. Oh, yeah. What's what's your what's your uh, your comfort warm up that you like to throw at them? Um. Well, the you know the typical warm ups are, are what we call the semi occluded exercises, so lip bubbles and those types right. of things. Um, but I'll tell you, because most people that come to your studio that are singing contemporary music, right? Most of them, their issue is trying to get through the transition or the mix or whatever you want to call that, right? Passaggio, um, because they have to do it with more intensity in that range of the voice than a classical singer. So, an exercise I have found that that works so well is, and you, you got to go with my American accent here, okay. but the, the, uh, the way we say book, book. Oh, okay. So the B with the, uh, now, if you, if you put your finger on your larynx, as you go to make the B, but you feel it pop your larynx down, right? Because what most people do is they begin to pull up the, the, the chest voice, if you will, the larynx starts to rise. Okay. So, so the B pops it down. Uh, acoustically is a very, very friendly vowel sound in that area of the voice. Oh, okay. So, so the book of book, um, to me, that's, that's where I usually jump. Wow. Awesome. I love it. Oh, this has been, um, really fantastic and I really appreciate all your time. Would you, uh, would you agree to come back as a special guest? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much. Uh, on our podcast page, I will put a link to all of your contact information. Are you open to people reaching out to you? Absolutely. Okay. Sure. And then yep. if it, if anybody is interested in Skype lessons with you, is it also yep. through your website? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that how people book with you? They just go to your website, book online, or do you do an interview beforehand or anything? You like know, that? I I don't do the interview thing so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like to work with different people. I I I work with beginners. I've worked with a lot of professionals. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy working with voices. So it's I don't I don't have a preset criteria. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. For you to, to work with me. So you don't audition people or anything like that? No, 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 no. I, 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 and you know what? I, I think that chases people away. I, I think when you're, when you're an earnest student of the voice and you're really trying to learn to sing, you, you, you sometimes underestimate where you're at. Yeah. And, it, and you, you, I, I just don't like to put on – I don't want that feeling when, when someone goes to work with me that, oh, my gosh, I've had to audition for this guy and it's right. like some – some major thing. I want them very comfortable. Yeah. Nice. I love your energy. I love your spirit. Oh, thank you. uh, Like I said before, I really find you inspiring. It's so nice to see uh, this information made accessible and uh, in a friendly and um, welcoming way. I I really congratulate you on that. I think that uh, you make it friendly, which I I think is, uh, is, is part of your charm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I that's what I saw your first Facebook live video was this friendly guy just talking about the voice and and you you had oh, me that's hooked. Very kind. You had me hooked. I was like I need to talk to this man. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. So, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate this and I am uh, I'm going to put out all your information and uh, hopefully you'll see some of the full voice teachers heading your way. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love it. So there you have it. Now, before I sign off, I just wanted to tell everyone that John is putting the finishing touches on his new online course, Music Teacher 
Marketer. And the website for this is musicteachermarketer.com. Now, this is about running successful Facebook ad campaigns to promote your teaching studio. I'm really excited about this because I think this is one of the most important skills you need to have in today's day and age uh, for running a business. Understanding how to use the business side of Facebook is an amazing tool and you will never regret having that information. So uh, congratulations to John. It, I, he gave me a little sneak peek the other day and it looks great. Uh, Facebook ads and, and running business campaigns can, can seem a little... Um, overwhelming and maybe a bit confusing, but he's done this amazing job of breaking it all down and making it fun, as I know he will. And I, I highly recommend that you check out his new course as well as his new Science of Singing course. Uh, great stuff. And again, thank you to John for his time and sharing his expertise with everybody here on the podcast. As always, I am wishing everyone an inspired day of teaching and happy singing. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. CanoeMusic.ca Awesome. All right. Well, you and I will keep in touch. Actually, do you, can you just give me a second? I'll go to my other computer so we can actually talk face to face. Sure. Because yeah. I do have clothes on. Okay. Just so you know, <laughs> it's not one of those weird things. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I changed out of my pajamas for this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, there's, there's another question for you. Do you ever do Skype lessons in your PJs? You know, yes, and I, got, I, I had to get up to do something, and I forgot I had my PJs on, and I heard the the person on the other end start laughing, oh and I'm like, oh, busted, because I, you know, I put on my shirt, but I have my pajama bottoms on. Uh, that's brilliant. All right, do you want me to edit that out of the podcast? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> awesome. All right, I'm gonna uh, just turn the uh, recording studio off. I'm gonna go to my other computer, and I'm gonna sure. Skype you so we can actually look face to face just for at least a second. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. Give me two seconds.